Healthy chocolate. Is it a dream or reality? The evidence for the positive health effects from cocoa flavanols is mounting. But what does this mean for the chocolate industry? I'm Oliver Nyberg for Confectionery News, and I'm joined by Euromonitor Ingredients Analyst Lauren Bandy. Lauren is one of three panellists at an event Confectionery News is hosting at Nutraceuticals trade show Vitafoods next week on cocoa flavanol science and the potential for better for you chocolate. When Barry Calabo last year won an EU-approved health claim to say cocoa flavanols in dark chocolate could improve blood flow, Lauren wrote in a blog post that the claim was unlikely to revolutionise the chocolate industry. Lauren, almost uh, a year on, do you hold that same view? I do, yes. Um, I think so. I think we're still quite a long way off from seeing seeing the health claim on dark chocolate products that you, you find on the corner shop. I really think the, the health claim, you know, well promising, and, you know, it's backed up by strong scientific evidence. Primary driver um, of, of chocolate purchasing in, in Western Europe is an indulgence. Um, and I think really, you know, this is still going to remain quite niche. Um, and it, will, it will appeal to perhaps, you know, the more health conscious consumers. You know, a lot of them are aware that, that dark chocolate, you know, contains flavanols, it's good for your heart. I mean, but I think, you know, this is probably likely to, to remain relatively niche. How much credibility does the, the claim add? I mean, was it worth going to all that effort to get it? And I think so, yes. I mean, obviously, these you know, a, a dark chocolate product that, that carries the claim is probably going to um, demand a higher unit price. Um, I think you know there is definitely sort of room for premiumisation there for manufacturers and, and for Barry Calabal. Um, so I think it was I think it was worth it, and I think it also um, generally sort of backs up the fact that you know dark chocolate is perhaps a, a healthier, a more healthy option than than plain or, or filled. To what extent might this create a sort of health halo, and might the perception of a healthy chocolate product um, how might that affect I, consumption I'm habits? Not, I'm not sure if it will cause um, sort of a health halo, or perhaps there is a risk of confusion. Um, obviously, at the moment, there's a lot of um, debate around the role that sugar plays and in our diets and obviously confectionery is perhaps one of the targets target industries um, of campaigners and I think you know consumers are becoming more aware that there's a lot of news in the media about you know, you know the role that sugar plays and, and high sugar products like confectionery are um, are going to be in the spotlight and I think having um, having a dark chocolate claim and, and also you know perhaps consumers thinking oh perhaps I shouldn't be eating so much chocolate perhaps the two contradict each other well I suppose um, you know dark chocolate it, it needs to almost these, these products always need to sort of separate themselves as being healthier rather than um, sort of, you know, the standard confectionery where consumers, you know, might, might want to move away. And the claim relates only to, to dark chocolate and, and, and cocoa beverages. And you wrote in your blog post that dark chocolate was overshadowed by milk chocolate. But to what extent is that dynamic changing? Um, it's not changing too much, really. Um, in the United Kingdom, for example, I think it's got one of the lowest, um, you know, proportions of dark chocolate sales. Um, so if we just take tablets, for example, um, in 2013, only 11% of, of tablets sold in the UK um, were of dark chocolate. And that's a lot higher in, in countries um, like France and Germany, where it's more like 20%, and even higher in, in countries like Belgium, where it's nearly 40%. So I think really, you know, Barry Caliban needs to be careful about, or, you know, which markets, you know, are the most realistic, where dark chocolate is the most popular. We haven't seen too much of an increase. Um, they sort of stayed fairly flat those proportions over the last five years. In 2008, dark chocolate represented 8.5% of sales in the UK, and now we're seeing 11%. So there's a, there's a slight movement, but nothing too dramatic. And the functional confectionery market, you said before, it's still quite a, a niche area. I mean, how long will it take to become more mainstream? Fortified and functional chocolate confectionery, for example, um, sales reached nearly 78 million US dollars um, in 2013 in Western Europe. So it is, uh, that represents something like 0.2% of total chocolate confectionery. So fortified and functional, you know, still 
is very niche. Growth hasn't been hasn't been too dynamic, and to be honest, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for it to become um, more mainstream. Lauren, thank you very much. For more on the topic, join us at Vita Foods in Geneva on Tuesday the 6th of May, where Lauren will be debating the issue with uh, Barry Calabo's IME Blondeel, a medical doctor and research scientist, Claudio Ferry.